0: What's going on, misfits? Oh, how I've missed saying this to you guys. I am ready for a great 2019. I already dropped your little love note. Hey, big head to let you know that I was thinking about you and still toiling away with my book, Buck Your Diet, which comes out September 2019. Of this year, I just say 2019 because I still haven't realized that it's 2019, even though we're in the middle of Black History Month and what an incredible Black History Month it's been. And, you know, there's so much going on in the news that I decided to start a new weekly video series called the world is terrible i know i know yes and i promise i'm going to stick with it this time you guys know me you know how i try my hardest to be on top of things but i'm really excited about this little video series um it's probably going to be coming out every friday haven't decided yet but i, I recorded a little like test run through and then so much shit happened that i have to record a brand new episode for this week look for it on youtube youtube.com backslash chloe hilliard it's so funny whenever i say dot com i think about this chick they used to be on bet when they had like this big like revamping up there like broadcasting that's when they started like 106 in park and it was this... remember cedar's world oh my god BET had this like terribly animated video host called cedar and she was hood as fuck and then it was this other chick um who hosted another video show it was so interesting how bet was able to create all of these different like video series shows where they show the same music videos which is vi- different hosts and different sets, but there was this one chick and she would always say, Oh, uh, check us out on BT.com and I was like, Well, they just let anybody host TV shows, but they got that show got canceled. Anyway, throwback. Um, so yeah, I am rambling because I'm so excited that I have a brand new episode for you guys. We are joined this week by my dear friend former roommate and fellow comedian, Monroe Martin. He is incredible and so funny. And this conversation flowed by so fastly. So I'm going to bring him back for like a part two, because you'll see why it just went by so effortlessly. And of course, join my mailing list. And I've made it easier for you to tell your friends to join my mailing list. All you have to do, this is so easy. And I'm like in high gear for like all things book related. All you have to do, so easy, is text F your diet. The letter F and then your diet all spelled out to 66866. And that is how easy it is to join my mailing list. Or you can go to ChloeHilliard.com and, you know, look at my pretty pictures if you want to beat off to that. Whatever helps you through the day, baby. I'm here to support you in any which way, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, not physically, because I can't be where you are, but hopefully one day we'll meet in person and, you know, we can kiki and talk about our glow up for the man. Asses. I'm rambling now because I'm just so excited for a new episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. You know what to do. Press that like, share it with your friends, leave a comment. Let's talk. Hit me up in my Instagram. Even though I don't have Instagram on my main phone, I have it on my old burner phone, which I have to charge. And once I take it off the phone, it dies in an hour, which is like my only way to make sure that I don't stay on Instagram or social media all day long. So when I check it once a day, you and I could and my DMs. So let me know how you feeling, boo. I'm here for you. You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of... i about to say rant and re Yeah, let's start again. That's how long it's been. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard. And I am so excited because today we are here with... My comedy brother. That
1: got to be a comedy brother. I know your family. I
0: know. Uh, you're, I'm saying you're my brother, yeah. but like in comedy, in comedy. And then also my former roommate.
1: yeah, uh, Monroe Martin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes up, everybody. It's so crazy how I've been doing this podcast this long and it's taken us this long to record an episode together.
1: Well, wait. No, 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 no.
0: No, I did your podcast with Derek Gaines. And called, I did
1: Social Misfit.
0: No, you've never done Social
1: Misfit. I'm promise you I've done social media. You never
0: recorded my podcast because sure. you barely tweet or put you deleted I don't, Facebook. You yeah, well, don't even Facebook. have a post to talk about right now, so it's funny. I do. I well I do I don't I don't
1: know, man. You know me, Chloe. I live in my head and then uh the, I save my opinions for the group chat or the stage.
0: You barely in a group chat. You're lying right now.
1: Well then not the group chat. I save my opinions more for the stage. I'll just be in my head, man. Like, you ever, like, you ever hear, like, everybody's opinion in your head? Never. Never? No. I do that. I can hear, with one idea, I can think of 80 different opinions on it. And that usually shuts me down. I can usually go, well, this person will say this and that person will say this. You identify it
0: to the person. It's not just like yeah. anonymous opinions. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. I can really? go,
1: yeah, I think everybody, I think y'all watching me all the time. Like, as with friends. Definitely not So you. I feel like if I, like, say something or tweet something that y'all be like, yo, that was dumb. Why would you do that? And I can hear all that shit. I can hear your voice. I can hear Deck's voice. I can hear Reggie's voice. I, I only say, I only voice. tell
0: any of my friends something isn't a good idea if it's, like, detrimental to their career. But what do you mean
1: detrimental? You can't be like, saying, if like. You,
0: if you tweeted something like, you know. If you said anything that's like racist or like homophobic, then I would call you up and be like, "Take that down." Or anything that makes it like you're like emotionally or mentally spiraling out of control.
1: But I don't say I don't even save that. I don't even know if I do that outwardly. I think I'm I I hide that well when I'm like spiraling out, and then I'm like, yeah, I don't take that to social media. I know, but some people do.
0: So a lot of people do take it to social media. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know people who've done it and we've looked at it and be like, yo, they bugging out. And then yeah. I would say, we should tell them. And you go, I'm not saying nothing. I
1: say nothing because that, but that's me projecting. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want that per." I'm thinking if that, if the roles were reversed, I would like that person to be like, "Well, um, I don't know. Let them deal with whatever they're dealing with.
0: Well, normally for this, we identify social media posts and we break it down. And then I use my, uh, journalistic, uh, expertise well to- my last
1: post was a fart joke because i was just on the train and then it made me laugh because i sat down in the seat so and what it was the hot. tweet so the uh the tweet was uh it's difficult to tell if the train seats are heated or if you just sat in someone's fart and that was like something that just popped in my mind when i sat down because it was warm but then I didn't see everybody else is as comfortable as me. And I was like, wait, is it is everybody's chairs warm or did somebody just fart and I just plopped down in it?
0: And so you thought it was funny and you I tweeted it. I thought it was it, funny. And I then why did you delete it?
1: Because then I was like, nigga, it's a fart joke.
0: You know what, though? It's not. It's the, a it's real a,
1: situation, but it came off as a fart but joke.
0: But it's not that it's a fart joke. It's <clears> that you <throat> don't have anything else to elevate. The timeline. So if the only thing you have, because Monroe has deleted all of his tweets and his, right. and his Facebook, which is very smart, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But if you don't have anything on your timeline and somebody goes to it and all they see is a fart joke, then it makes you look like a hack. But if you yeah. had just tweeted about the conflict in Yemen, then tweeted about the fart joke, they'd be like, oh, he's a well rounded person. I so don't you know have what the
1: figure, hell, what's going on in Yemen?
0: Oh, it's a really big deal. There's, it's a, it's a, several years now there's been a social conflict in yemen and there's been over a million displaced and now they're going through a famine they don't have any food because they've been blocked off because the powers that be that you know have so basically i can't remember if it's saudi arabia but i think it might be either saudi arabia or iran but either one of them had don't fuck with yemen and so the people who fuck with that power is like all right we don't fuck with yemen so it's all you know Mm. it's kind of all these states in the um Arabian Peninsula who are like for Yemen and against Yemen and so they it's been they've been bombed and you know gassed and all that stuff so wow it's a major major conflict that no one's talking about and we haven't really said much about it but I think you know we do like drones and shit like strikes and there? just drop bombs yeah Oof. listen america is not as innocent as people like to like well i know that in order for you to say that you're a number one country you have to think about why like every single conflict that has happened i don't want to say every but majority of the conflicts that have happened in foreign governments have been supported by american money and or political ag- agenda so venezuela yeah. is happening right now so venezuela mm. they're battling over who the president is and basically the the new president is trying to Say I'm the president The other one's like Well I'm not leaving So they're having this tug of war Yeah And the reason why America Everybody's telling America Like don't get involved Russia's telling America Like don't get involved And people are like well, America wants to get involved because they want to make sure that they have the person that they want in office because we get a large amount of our oil from yeah. Venezuela. So if the person that we don't like takes over, then they may manipulate like, the no, oil but prices. But I thought they
1: stopped that. I thought
0: no. After Chavez died, they we still we step back, but like you know, we still looking at like yeah, we you still want that oil
1: because didn't they give from what well, my wife told me? She said there was a time where Venezuela gave the Bronx or some shit like free oil.
0: Well, that was Chavez. Really? I think it was President Chavez because he couldn't stand George W. Bush, so he would just do shit like, you know wow i think it was chavez but he passed away chavez is also the realest motherfucker i mean he definitely was a terrible president but he he tried to do as much as he could for his people but he you know had his flaws but he stood at the united nations address after george w bush gave his address and said um doesn't it smell like sulfur in here Mm -hmm. you know the devil was just here like literally like at the podium right after george w bush and listen y'all if i get my facts mixed up just understand, my intentions were good. I'm not. I'm not saying, and I know everything, like numbers and figures and, and facts. But this is my, you know, I'm like apologizing. I'm apologizing because um, I haven't done this podcast in a long time. So, you know, I've been in my own cocoon for the past two and a half months, and I
1: working on your greatness.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I've been talking about it very, very subliminally, but it's with overt confidence. I can now say that I have completed the first draft of my book, which is titled Fuck Your Diet. And I just finished it. I just turned it in this week to my editors. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to the notes and edits and whatever. But I can say this. It is coming out in September. So September, when I get the date, I'll let you know. But up in, you know, for the past couple months, I've been in the house, like not even just like... I mean, off the road in the house and not even performing really in the city because um, I just didn't want to take away that time. I haven't even really done my hair. Like,
1: I can't even wait. I I've can't washed,
0: wait. I've washed it, but I can't braid it because I told myself, I was like, oh, I, I can't even like take, you know, six to eight hours to braid my hair that's six to eight hours I could be using procrastinating like I'm gonna write my book
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's a lot of procrastinate. It's a lot. a
1: lot of goddamn
0: procrastinating it's a lot of procrastinating you know how happens. long it
1: takes me to read a book I can't wait to like get your book read the first chapter stop for like four months read the first <laughs> chapter again stop for another month then read the second chapter. Like I, it's hard for me to like read something straight through, but I would like to have the book and read it.
0: I used to be able to read a book straight through, and then I realized that it's better to do it that way because you retain the information more. It's like you said, you have to reread it. So yeah, I haven't finished a book probably in about a year because I get yeah. excited, and then also. When you travel a lot, lugging it around and you know all that yeah. stuff, so you end up taking days or maybe a week or two to pick it up again. And I don't like reading on tablets, and I don't even have an iPad. I I gave my well my my dad deboed my iPad, but mm. I don't even have a tablet, so I don't even I don't so want to read, read on my phone.
1: Paper like hardbacks and paper, yeah. like physical copies. Yeah, I got one physical. Well, I got a lot, a couple books, but there's one that I'm reading now. I got to finish the Quest Love book. My wife gave it to me. And uh, I probably only read like 50 pages and I keep reading those 50 pages over and over and over again.
0: No, you just gotta plow yeah, through I it. I got I
1: know. You Urgh. gotta curl up on Inter- your new couch. Interesting. Curl up I on know, your new couch. You, you, did you, you still didn't sit on the couch. I haven't seen it's your couch. Ca- I haven't been it,
0: out. I just This is the, <laughs> literally the first week that I've been out the house.
1: It's super comfortable. It's it's too fucking... It's more comfortable than the old couch. I
0: just want to say this is how you know you're old. Monroe and I were roommates for four and a half years yeah. and he did not appreciate the little mundane things of life and now that he's married and yeah moved in and has his own place that he's talking about a couch
1: i know it's weird i didn't really never think about a fucking couch do you understand that i probably wouldn't have done half the shit in life if it wasn't for somebody else going man you should think about it or try it you know what i mean
0: and then you say no, and then I say
1: no because I'm very stubborn. Because I need to do things on my terms, and then I'll do them and act like I came up with it, but then secretly be like, yo, 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 thank you for the, thank you for like helping me out. I always give you your props, but nigga, I gotta shine too. <laughs> we just had this argument two nights ago. I gotta fucking shine too. Yeah, you're right. Every audio advice you give me. I will go, man. Fuck that. That don't make sense. I ain't doing it. And then I will do it. And then somebody will see me doing it, and they will ask me. And instead of going, "Whoa, yeah, Chloe taught me. You should go to her." I'll go. Let me tell you what I have learned from her. And then you boom. don't throw
0: my name in there, though. You don't say Chloe. I, I do. Yeah, depends ask on Amina. what it is. I said it
1: like when uh, I did when Amina asked me all these questions. I said, well, really? I learned." most of the stuff from chloe i learned the rest of the stuff from youtube because you would make us youtube that shit after a while
0: um uh he just referenced our friend amina amani who has done the podcast before uh, me before you yeah i know right crazy amina amani um uh, great comedian she has a podcast and she's also now one third of the hosting team of the knitting factory brooklyn,
1: there. brooklyn yep brooklyn, comedy Monday. at the Knit.
0: comedy at the Knit every sunday night at nine is it nine
1: yeah she's she making her way she, in Williamsburg She's climbing up I'm proud of all of y'all yo
0: actually all of the women have who host that show and I know this, this turns a super comedy podcast right now but really quickly all of the women Amina Amani Sydney Washington and Marie Faustine all have been on this podcast so if you want to see the great women who are like holding down the like the dopest show literally in New York City that's like not in a comedy club Uh, listen to the episodes and then when you're in brooklyn come check them out every sunday at nine at the knitting factory in williamsburg um commercial done well it's so interesting because you deleted all your timelines and then now because of my book i've deleted all my timelines
1: i deleted all my shit because i know i said fucked up shit in the vein of making you guys laugh yeah i didn't even give a fuck about the people who were following me, it was like, "Yo, no, but we." I'm to make battle, my friends laugh. We used the battle on other, who could yeah. have like the funniest, and we used to say some fucked up shit. Remember the uh the thing I tweeted at Schumer and Keith uh, well, a long time ago? Uh-huh, it was yes. a, a picture of uh, what was that what was that Shirley Sue and learning no, how to tap dance? It was or... it
0: was uh... Shirley Temple, and Bo- Shirley Temple and Bojangles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that shit was so funny. And I was like, look at Keith teaching young Amy the comedy ropes. Yeah. And I, like, a lot of people probably looked at that and was like, oh, that's racist. But I thought that shit was funny. The one with the monkey typing away on mm-hmm. the keyboard, I think I said that was Reggie. I was like, yeah. this is Reggie trying to respond? But that's the
0: thing that people don't understand about uh. a lot of this stuff and why, like, celebrities get in trouble is because when the social media boom first happened, mm-hmm. it was all inside jokes. You were yeah. only talking. To your friends. Yeah. And it isn't until you know you get some sort of platform or or you your your opinions resonate with more people who don't know you. They follow you. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know each other in real lives. And then all of a sudden you get held to a standard of like adhering to social uh expectations when you're like, yeah. I was just talking to my shitty bummy friends. They was all in the toilet, yeah, on the toilet, just tweeting.
1: Just to pass the time. They should have what should have happened was if we would have known. Twitter would have ended up like this. Then there should have been some sort of rules. You can't create the rules as we go along, because then that's where chaos comes at. You know what well, I
0: mean? You well, I have this new joke that I'm working on where I say that you got to give people time to. To, update the operating system yeah to uh to adjust to whatever the new normal is and mm-hmm. i feel like that should be a full 365 days so i nah, mean within reason it depends on within it, reason yeah, I'm, it, I'm talking about when i my joke it my joke pertains to um language yeah and um like language and terminology yeah because if you i'm 38 years old so if i've been saying you know um Apple for thirty eight years and all of a sudden you're like no 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 it's not apples no more yeah. it's now orange I you got my brain got to learn that shit
1: but it yeah but how many years you say again
0: no I just said a year full year they can't year.
1: no 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 because that some people don't have the privilege to get change when it happens if you live in it you understand it's so weird but homophobia they like homophobia all right let's take homophobia. That shit was in the hood so long that niggas not, niggas don't even know it's not cool yet.
0: Well, you mean when people say no homo? Yeah, they know. They know it's not cool, but they. But no, no, no. They don't know the
1: levels. They don't really know the levels. Oh, they like, don't
0: know what all the letters mean in LGBTQ. Uh, yeah,
1: they don't know everything. They're still stuck on gay and uh, is that a man or not? Like that's all they're really focused on. So you got to give them a chance to yeah. like but that takes more than a year no, a year it a, takes, you know what's
0: so funny the whole time you were saying a year I'm thinking you're gonna be like nah I give up three months no I think a you year need is...
1: at least three years no, for hood change
0: no 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 no. it gotta go
1: it gotta ripple you know who you know who hates the change more than anybody the niggas in the middle The per, the people who deal with both sides the, that middle, not the middle America, but that just middle class. Inter-
0: middle intellectual. The middle
1: intellectual because we're aware of what's going on and we know that people like rich people refuse to change because it's like, what, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't, I'm not calling, I'm calling people what I want because they're so used to being treated like royalty. And then you got poor people who are like, nigga, I'm starving. I got a chance to treat you to address people by their proper pronouns. But the motherfuckers in the middle are the ones that, they, they suffer the most because you are wet. Once you're aware, you know it's
0: wrong. And they're the ones that will do a search for Monroe Martin and faggot. Yes. And screenshot oh, no. it. I know. And ruin your motherfucking 7-Up commercial. Yeah, day.
1: but that's why I pray for a gay kid. I'll be like, nigga, you obviously know it's the joke. Look at my gay kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they do with Black Friend. if you're the only way to escape. Those things is to have a gay kid.
0: So you want, you're praying for a gay child. Yep. Gay
1: boy. Nobody really gives a fuck about a gay girl.
0: But first of all, first of all, (laughs) let me just show you what's so funny. And this is the joke (laughs) that my brother is 23. So I've done this podcast since my brother's lived with me. My brother Mm -hmm. moved in once he graduated college in May. And he's a true millennial he's 23 years old and yeah. we have the same parents 15 years apart and so we get into these conversations and he always kind of lets me know that i am out of touch so he don't they don't the millennials don't call people gay no more it's queer
1: yeah but queer well, you can't convince yeah. me queer because for the longest whenever we said queer they went no queer but they means
0: reclaimed the word like weird how we, so i was like it's, why would
1: i want to address no, you as weird it's
0: reclaimed the word they reclaimed it like how black people reclaim niggas and
1: i don't and you know why i'm and not gonna fall to, for it you no know you why?
0: have to no you have to give you gotta I'm give not it to gonna,
1: the, you know why i'm not gonna say queer because it's a part of this uh retro trend it's a part of this everything
0: coming back no queer is queer is genderless that's really why they use queer nigga queer is genderless because gay has meant men who are homosexual and lesbian means women but if you do genderless the reason why they chose queer is because so then that means
1: you got to get rid of the l and the g
0: I mean, but I if think you some want people, me to
1: address you as queer, then eliminate no. the sting of those other words. No, but
0: what I'm saying is, is that it's a, it's only a subset who want to go by. There might be it's it like this. Then no, no then you like can't this. get no, called queer yet. No, 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 you know what? It's it like this. There's there's there are old African Americans in this country who still check colored on the census that's why they kept colored on the census because there's older people who don't know they don't call themselves African American or black yeah. so when you look at it it says African American color black you know yeah. non-Hispanic blah 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 so they keep it on there for that old generation when those old people die out they'll take colored off so the same thing as like gay or queer there's still generations of people who've been calling themselves and identified as gay and then this newer group under them is like well we're gonna go by queer and they're like okay will you do but that that's
1: a, but this is the problem
0: and I just want to say a, neither one of us really have the uh, the ownership to have this we conversation. We don't have the ownership to have but <laughs> nothing, but
1: this is what we do as people. We live in a world that we must function in, and in order to function, you got to have an opinion.
0: You have, yeah, you have right? to have a diet. It's not even the it's to have a dialogue. The dialogue. It's not the opinion. It's the dialogue. Is what you need. In the order problem to
1: function. is there's no balance because the balance is in order to and respectfully, millennials have to respect the culture before them. And the older generation has to respect what's going on now and find a mutual ground. But, but like, nobody does say, that.
0: They want to just say that your shit is obsolete and this is the new and way. And that's
1: unfair. It
0: is, it is yeah. unfair. It's the reason why we have so many problems now is because people mm-hmm. want to just say, no, that old way is. Th- that's why tweets come back to haunt people. Mm-hmm. because if you can call something gay you know there was a time where everybody was like oh that's gay that's gay no homo that's gay and so if you can do that and that's all your tweets then all of a sudden there's a there's a intellectual shift or and more of a social responsibility to be uh, to give equality to all people and you're like well damn I got uh, 700 tweets with gay in it and now somebody's gonna find it from 2011 and think that I was you know Now here's
1: now here's my thing now you see how we're sitting here scared that right there isn't how life should be the person who has to if you gotta dig to find it then you are in the wrong because what you're doing is you're looking for a way that's assault you t- I did nothing to you. I did, I, I did nothing. I don't preach those things that I used to say. Like if you find a tweet 10 years ago with the word faggot, but you can't find anything from now till 10 years ago, obviously that means change. Obviously means I don't live my life like that. I don't make those kind of jokes. I realize that. And if you got to go back just to, ca- just to go, well, look what it used to do and it causes harm. You just assaulted me. Because if social media is a real thing, then there has to be real crimes attached to it. So for per, if I can get fired for saying the wrong thing, you should be able to lose. There should be some consequence for you on uh, there's no unsoliciting or whatever, just with like premeditated trying to take a person down based off of some shit you had to dig for.
0: I agree that that you you gotta do some some time social media jail like you get fired from your job but I also feel like I deleted my timelines because I know that I'm on the precipice of a different level of exposure
1: what the fuck does that mean
0: I'm leveling up. Oh, okay. Because I got that. But
1: I'm like, wait, what the hell?
0: is at the fort, like on the cusp. I know. Of, okay. So so I know that I'm about to level up. And I hate to talk about it like that. But you know when you put your Don't hate to energy. talk
1: about it. Just put that energy out there. No, just don't it be is, cocky. That, be That's confident. what I'm
0: saying. Yes, there's a difference. Because uh. we all know cocky people. I don't like cocky people. I'm well, cocky not, is
1: a, cocky is something. It's You, you know that real emotion isn't behind it. So you're going off a of gas.
0: Well no, I feel like cockiness is when you're trying to inflate to cover up. Yeah, cuz you don't have it up. in the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: A person who's confident, we know they're confident because they don't they, it's the way they carry themselves. A cocky person has to m- make it aware that they're doing yeah, this. Yeah, which thing. means
0: they're trying to compensate for an uh, inadequacy. Yeah, it's like, "Hey,
1: don't look at this thing that I think you're going to yeah. look at anyway."
0: But I definitely deleted all of my stuff because I didn't want to get caught up i couldn't also i had this the sheer volume i had a lot like i used to tweet a lot i used yeah. to post a lot of photos so me going through and, and skimming and picking and choosing and whatnot that i just said just start clean i want to just yeah. start clean you know i know people personally who had you know tweets pulled up on them and you know just be just i don't want anything to get in my own, my own way and i'm saying this as a person who has less than ten thousand followers across any single platform yeah. so if i'm thinking that way now you mean to tell me once you started making your millions of dollars like once you started making your first million dollars you didn't think oh shit let me go back and look at all the dumb shit i tweeted
1: i think it's the, i think within the net this uh sorry type of online attack will only happen for a little bit maybe like the the next five years the max is the next five years because what's going to happen is it's going to scare everybody away And because it's going to scare everybody away and it's going to scare people back into not being as in touch. Like right now, we're using social media wrong. We can fucking gain all the knowledge we can. We can learn any language. We can learn about any country. But what we choose to do is learn how to... Be negative we're just like well you did this well you did that well what about this person well, we're f- using it to bring people board. down it's
0: bringing people down and, fill in, <clears throat> and just filling the noise up people don't like silence and Man. it's like when you're on stage and you're telling a joke and you know a lot of there's a lot of comics who don't like the silence Man. and so they feel like they gotta say a noise they gotta Man. say the last word again they gotta make a joke they gotta do a face instead of so just being like this is where I'm at this is the natural pace of things yep. but I think that right now and it happens it's cyclical i think every couple years we go through a a moment where people are very anti-intellectual and nobody and people right now we're being the narrative is, is being controlled by the ignorant yeah, And instead of them saying hey I'm ignorant and I need to learn they're like no I don't I shouldn't have to learn that and let's dumb everything down and undermine everything and second mm-hmm. guess everything to make me feel like mm-hmm. I'm on like a higher playing field and it's like no we're being robbed like like I, I was just saying to you earlier we had lunch today and I was like the people who think that the people who are talking about make america great again and they're so worried about their like uh basic livelihoods being infringed upon by migrant workers or muslims or gays and lesbians like they think that their life is good and they don't want it to change and it's like no all of our lives could have been better but the top percent and the people who are in control have made you believe that this you know instant pudding is a souffle like yeah. no like you, you what you're eating is not the best quality but you've been so used to it that that they allow you to think that you're in a good position and you're not like there's no middle class now there's no middle america yeah. you have the working class and that's being you know my cousin she just told mm-hmm. me this today we're in day whatever of the shutdown and she works for her local county yeah. in uh, maryland and she works for the benefits department. So people who come in to get like food stamps, health insurance, you know, help them with the setup and process and application for it. Yeah. So she just told me, she was like, yeah, people's insurance is messed up because of the shutdown. So if you, if you enrolled or re-enrolled during the open enrollment period, which is last year up until like December 15th or whatever, if you did open enrollment and the IRS had any questions about your tax record where they said, can you give us proof of income or proof of this, you know, things that they had to come back to on your application, Uh, because the government is shut down, they can't, the state can't check your IRS status. And so now these insurance companies are sending out their bills, their monthly bills for, you know, February. Yeah. And they're charging these people the full premium rate because they're not giving the government subsidy right now because they can't verify that they're supposed to get the government subsidy because of their IRS income. Mm, but so do the, they
1: give them the option to? No. For so, retro, where, when the well, government gets no, turned back on, is going to be place. like? Yeah. There's
0: nothing in place. So right now, it's like, you know, I did it. I canceled my insurance last year because uh, they kept saying that my, like, they kept wanting me to keep proving my income. And I got a bill and it was like $800 for the month. And I was like, no, the fuck not. Yeah, cancel this shit. All that had-
1: happened to me, but I didn't understand it on that level. I just went mm, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. My sh- this shit here isn't <clears throat> like what my experience has nothing to do with the shutdown. This is before the shutdown, but I just know the feeling when you get your bill and you and all of a sudden they say you owe them four or five hundred extra dollars.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, which is a crock of shit because for the type of medical care that I had access to through my plan, that shit was not worth no eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, so the whole racket, the whole system needs to go down. And so when you think about like people are so upset about what they perceive to be ill will but it's like no yeah. we've been fucked up all along Man. they've been short us all along Man. and now hopefully it will be exposed but you have a bunch of people that's just asked out and these are the same people that's like well I'm fighting for this and it's like yeah but you're fighting against people who have the same issues you have. You're fighting against people who came here because they want to be able to provide for their family and you want to provide for your family. So mm-hmm. why like it takes such a like a selfish mindset to be like, well, I want my family to do good. I don't give a fuck about that family, but it's like if everybody in your neighborhood is doing good, then the neighborhood is better. And then
1: But yeah, but the remember that joke Patrice said, everybody has that Americans have a lottery mentality and that was on purpose. The government truly was like uh, there's money. There's no money in equality. Absolutely no money in making everybody equal, because uh, then there's nothing for people to strive for. If I'm equal, I don't have to work harder than you. But the thing, the 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 thing you can sell is one day you can be better than your neighbor. Yeah, I disagree. So everybody, I,
0: I disagree. I think that the reason <clears throat> why American America society pushes that agenda is because America is literally the only country not only country but it's the most successful country in history that succeeded off of the exploitation of people what you mean America became the the number one in the world because of free slave labor yeah and so once they had the money and then we became the world bank you know we backed other people's currency mm. so once you have a com- a country it's ingrained in the dna and you know when you start really realizing how we're all connected and things have you know energy stays i feel like the energy of this country has always been about the exploitation of someone whether yeah. it's africans that came over here or indigenous people or chinese that came and built the railroads or the Russian. i mean the irish people who came over and built you know the cities like it's always been at the detriment of somebody in order for America to succeed, and, and our our idea of success is a surplus success, mm-hmm. because there are other countries where everybody's be sure equal and they have access to the same thing, and they have a higher quality of life. They're happier than us. They're in more. But beneficial I'm saying shape. in
1: America, there's no there's no money in it.
0: No, but I'm saying because we've sold this idea of capitalism, so it's yeah. not it's there's there's such thing as enough money and too much money. Jeff Bezos is a multi-billionaire yeah he no one needs that much money yeah he could he could still be happy and have the same luxuries in life
1: but he's not going for happiness he's going for domination That's he wants what I'm saying. to be That's he what I'm wants saying. to be the best he wants to be the biggest you know what i mean
0: i know but yeah. but but to what end it so there is no end if you have that mentality <laughs> there's never, you know what i'm saying but if you have that mentality there's never you'll never be happy
1: well that's why Elon after, Musk is crazy. I know, but yeah, I don't know.
0: That's what I'm saying. There's that there, we have to not we, not us, definitely not us, but
1: how I about think, this? Sorry to cut you off. We don't know if he's happy because we don't know what
0: I mean, he wasn't happy, he just divorced his wife, so clearly. But that
1: don't but that doesn't mean anything. Will you that doesn't mean anything. That's our idea of what happiness is. What if this do the thing that makes him happy? can't even it it probably isn't even the money it's probably the to being able to create something execute it and have it be successful he probably enjoys that and in return he gets money he probably doesn't give a fuck about the money but within that within that focus of be, because you can be happy but not happy with everything you know what i mean you can be like yes i like my career i like this but this person in my life isn't working out and I don't mind giving her half of my earnings if that means I gain some sort of happiness. To us, we like, nigga, you just gave up all that money because no, I don't money means think about, happiness to yeah, us. Yeah,
0: but that's because we, are, we don't have money. Yeah. So, but my thing is that in America, America has, no, is it America? It might be China at this point, but America has like, a lot of like a large number of billionaires in yeah. the world and so when you think about america has a lot of this billionaires but those people i feel like after a certain amount of money your life isn't doesn't change more it once you reach a certain level well, of some wealth
1: aren't even, but some people probably aren't really worried about the money they're just worried about the they're like, that's a return. But if you're not worried about the I'm money, doing. if
0: you're not worried about the money. You then-
1: can't give it away because giving it away also will cause corruption. Cause I think we always think in the terms of charity. If you got that much money, you should help. But within trying to give money to help, there comes that bidding war there because that people that goes, Well, we deserve this, but well, we deserve that, well, we deserve that. People are trying to take and take and take.
0: No, but that's why, you know, you have people like what's her name? The chick the young chick who just got to uh Washington something, Asiago, something, something.
1: Oh well yeah, 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 it's yeah. Not Asiago, the young girl. I forgot it. I know cheese. her. You don't like her? No,
0: I said it's, it's not, not Asi- Asiago. Yeah. I know I'm Asiago is cheese, but you know, A- I A L C A L C I don't know how to say her name. Cortel but she's cool. Yeah, but but she proposes plan where um the if you make over a certain amount of you get taxed 70% of that and that money will be used to go back into the government so my thing is it's
1: not fair you got to uh, so the money i make in a year i get taxed on 70% or i no, or the after, tax is 70% no
0: after like after 10 million dollars the tax is 70% on the on whatever adds so, after 10 million so it
1: goes So it goes, the normal tax is what, 30, like 30 something, right? So at
0: what? No, that don't make sense. So basically what they're saying is Why should is that, I? Because that's but that's not fair. See, but that's but that's what I'm trying to tell you. What is fairness? It's fairness, everybody having a quality of living, people being able to feed themselves and their families, people being mm-hmm. able to put a roof over their heads. Yes. If they go to work, they shouldn't have to get fucking food stamps if they have a job because a job doesn't want to pay them $15. What is fair? It's fairness, people being able to- to live and enjoy their life, or mm-hmm. is fair you being able to sit and count your stacks of money because you inherited fifty percent of it from your dad, who stole an idea from a ex, you know, former slave, and that's how you know you started your mm-hmm. whole you know liquor company, which is. A I'm, true saying, story. I'm, like, I'm saying, I'm saying, seventy there? real,
1: li- like even, put it like this: the moment you make your first ten mil, you will have seventy taken out right because you will have you you will have uh representation no 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 you no, will no. have no but i'm trying to get it, you i'm to you
0: but we're ta- you're <clears> talking <throat> about it from like me as a person but what she's she's targeting people who have
1: but i'm telling you why it's not fair i'm saying 770 is unrealistic and it seems like a punishment and it doesn't make it it seems more like a punishment if it went up by at least 15 to 25% not even twenty five percent if it went up to fifteen to at least uh yeah fluctuated from an extra ten to fifteen percent fifteen percent being max. you'll get more people who are willing to do that and not high money and going well, because uh people when people think in terms of taxes, they also think about where it's going and they think about what they see right now. I get the whole... I always got the argument. Uh, rich people go, wow, my my taxes are gone to, to feed the poor people and all that stuff. And they first think about motherfuckers and uh, they think about the people in... Um,
0: the projects. The
1: projects, right? That's not what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that because then they go... they that, pres- that places judgment on those people. Of course. They go... You know what I mean? That places judgment. That goes, well... It. Why does my money have to go towards them? It Originally, they should have told them that their money goes back to the country and they shouldn't have told them in what manner. They should have to go, it goes back to the country. You would get less Uh, rich people trying to pay off politicians to sway them in Mm -hmm. the directions if you just went your taxes everybody taxes goes to making this place a better place or you
0: can just say listen here in America we are about we the people and we want to make sure that every American has an opportunity to succeed and we will balance the playing field so that people have an even head start and it's your American responsibility to love your neighbor and give a fuck about the next person's well being
1: but then, in order for that to happen, you have to erase currency. You have to erase uh, physical currency altogether and start over again. And that's what the cryptocurrency. But even with cryptocurrency, look how quickly that got uh Yeah, because corrupted. The people who have
0: money are always going to yeah. figure out a way to bend the but rules. The, yeah,
1: but the only way to really do that is to have people start all over again, and and not just with money, but like going all right. Let's let's no. really fix these people's houses. Let's no, really know build- What you say yeah. is
0: what you say is. Listen, companies who are trying to leave America for a lower cost, you keep your company here and you employ ten million, not ten million, but you employ ten thousand people and make sure that they have a living wage. Like put it like this, the Waltons, who whose father. All started Walmart the yeah. family's name is the Waltons each one of them is like four four kids four grown They like in their 60s plus their mom the the man who started it passed away but each one of them is worth like 3.6 billion 2.6 billion like they're each worth several billions themselves yeah. and they don't want Walmart to have a union They don't want the people that work for them to make a living wage. There's more people who live. I mean, there's more people that work for Walmart who are on public assistance.
1: But then but then whose fault is that? That's the government's fault.
0: But that's what but but how is so if the government comes and says to the Waltons, listen, you need to pay your people X amount and we're taxing your business. We're not giving you no more tax breaks. You need to pay the full tax. The problem is that the people who are lower class and middle class and poor class literally pay more taxes on the dollar like it affects. So me paying 20 percent if I'm making 10 million, million is not the same as you paying uh, 20 percent off of 10,000. You get what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, I feel like people who make more money should be taxed more. And it's your civic duty to give a fuck about the other person being able to eat. You can't, especially because of this country, we love to claim Christianity. You can't call yourself a Christian and then not want your neighbor to eat.
1: Yeah, but that's not real. You know damn well that's not real.
0: I'm just saying, but I don't understand when I have all these politicians having all these press meetings after, you know, with the shutdown and they're all saying like this and this and this and that. blah, blah blah. And I want to be like, but you call yourself a Christian.
1: They don't. So, they, they call themselves. They don't call themselves a Christian. They're they Christian just, evangelicals. They they're just Christians. let the they let the world call them Christians, and they go, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: cool. they they be talking about anti-gay this and you know all this other stuff.
1: I don't know. I got a theory. I think the theory is this is so everything comes in heaps and shit, right? And I think the world was. Back then, the world was so free that people, everybody was fucking, right? Mm-hmm. But then the people who were like, they felt shunned mm-hmm. and they felt like they, they weren't a part of that world. Started, to regulate it. started to regulate and mobilize and come up, and then they they became the oppressors. Now it's coming back around, and I think that's how the world. Turns. Yeah, that's how it is. So you have
0: yeah. so all the people who are in power who are shaping policy, they're going, they're they're being pushed out, just like in the '60s when you went from look like look at the '60s, look at the fifty look at the '40s, '50s, and '60s. Yeah, '40s and '50s was. Post war, all about the nuclear family. Everybody yeah. want, you know. Everybody, dad works at the business, and mom is a stay at home. She literally wears an apron all day long. She's baking cakes and shit like that. Her hair is perfectly curled. The kids, you know, two point three kids, like leave it to Beaver. That sorty, like you know, wholesome yeah. drink milk with dinner type shit. Yeah, Ew, Six, that's nasty. oh yeah. Th- let me tell you something. The the milk industry was. Hard body. Well, yeah, that, time. that was a lot.
1: They had a lot. There's lobbying, right? That's yeah, lobbying. Shit. Yeah. Every time,
0: whenever there's a new food trend, is because whoever is in that field lobbying. Like whoever lobbied for
1: all, pistachios? Yeah,
0: pistachios. That shit that came shit hard. That shit came
1: back hard as fuck. Yeah, I need that person as PR.
0: I know, but you need millions of dollars to pay everybody off. Yeah. Dang. Um. But yeah, whenever you see a big food trend, is because somebody lobbied for it. So, um, when you look at the 40s and the 50s, and all of a sudden there was a, a like metaphysical spiritual awakening in the 60s and Mm -hmm. everybody got into yoga and they got into meditation they started taking you know um mind-altering drugs like lsd and smoking weed and women outside with no bra on men wearing hair long big Mm -hmm. afros bell bottom gender bending you know attire like you know david bowie was in a lot of androgyny happening and so you're like yeah we're about due for that we're mm-hmm. about due for that. Mm-hmm. We're about due for this free love movement, it's gonna and happen, everybody going to
1: open and. It's, and then everybody
0: is going to get shut down in about 30, 40, yep. 50 years. Yep. So it's like, but that's a good way to go out, though. Like for our lifetime, that's a good way to go out. Everybody right?
1: experiences the same thing. There's always, I feel like every there's some people who are fortunate enough well, to I mean, experience the cycle many times, but this is my first time experiencing the free love. I'm born in 1986, so. That was right before I was born, and I was probably created out of that like mentality, mm-hmm. right? And then it started getting oppressive. Well, the again. AIDS then, popped yeah. in the eighties. AIDS yep. scared everybody. But, gonna, there's going to be something. No, there's but there's still yeah.
0: AIDS. But everybody <clears throat> act like AIDS doesn't I, exist.
1: I know, but there's going to be a new scare to get people to to mobilize to again and shut it down. But I'm seeing this whole thing before my eyes. is like, fuck, this is what my grandparents went through and their grandparents. Like, there's always mm-hmm. the tech boom, there's always the the free love boom and all that
0: shit. It's always that shit. I know it's why we gotta make sure that we invent something so we can cash in on and that. And like board. I
1: did, and we were talking about that earlier. And I'm definitely for it. I'm definitely more focused on business and working with people who want to get shit done versus just people who are like good at it i'm like you'll learn how to get good at it yeah. but if you got the ability to complete something i was like i you're more important to me well yeah
0: well yeah i mean that's i feel like that's the way you should approach everything really
1: no i always look for people i was like oh yeah this person's good at that but they could be good at it but lazy at like they can just get around to it whenever the fuck they want because they're so good at it
0: well yes but what happens when you reach a certain level of um of like notoriety or success is that people want to do stuff for you, mm-hmm. and so those same people who you say, oh yeah, they're good at this, but they're lazy. Yeah, you become the motivator, and then they want to excel. Yeah, and so you just have to hope that you meet good people who want to excel. That you like don't take that for granted. It's kind of like I was watching um, there's a documentary on Netflix. I think it's... I don't know what it's called, but it's about Bill Murray. Yeah. And it's a documentary about how... Oh, I like that. I've seen it, but it you gotta... Really yeah, it's really good. Did you good. watch
1: it? Yeah, I watched that right after I watched Killer Mike's and it made Killer Mike so much better to me. Watching those two, I was like, they're connected.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Bill Murray basically is a free spirit. Yeah. There's That's my... My, my goal is to be a free spirit. It, oh, no. Okay, let me correct that. His approach to life is a very zen... Type of balance With well, the interpretation. That's what I'm saying because we, we don't get know what his intent. Yeah, we don't yeah. know what his intent is, but when he interacts with the public, it's from a very interesting uh, point of view. It's not about him. It's not about his celebrity. Yes. But he, but it is about his celebrity because he's aware that his presence can change people's yes. life.
1: Yes, very aware. Well.
0: And and I think that's something that I want to be mindful of. I want to be mindful of that when people tell me that they like something that I do, I take it and I appreciate it, even if I'm in a terrible mood, if, even if I. You know, instead of me be like, Oh no, I wasn't even that good. Like just I just take it and I accept it because they had that interaction. They felt good. They felt um motivated or inspired enough to to talk to me about it. And so I always wanna appreciate that person and thank them and be humble in that moment. But Bill Murphy, you know, he goes around. Bill Murphy? Bill Murphy, Bill Murray. Okay. Bill Murray. Okay. Bill Murray (laughs) in a documentary, there's all these people telling the stories of their experiences with him. Yeah. And it's so powerful because even though we want to downplay the level of success and celebrity, it has the ability to be more. Influential than politics than policy than yeah. you know when you think about the things that shaped you as a kid like I def I was definitely shaped by Whoopi Goldberg I remember seeing her live yeah. um on Broadway when I was a kid like I didn't even know what she was saying but I just was walking around with a shirt over my hair like it was my long blonde hair because yeah. she's a character so you know things like that that seep into your subconscious that you don't even realize help shape who you are so when it comes to this like free love movement there's that means there's going to be so much growth cre- creatively that's about to happen as a result of people breaking down the system that's been trying to kill our spirit for the past 30 40 years
1: but before that growth happens you gotta you're gonna get it's gonna a be lot bloodshed. of bullshit don't be bloodshed, bloodshed. that's be why death, i tell comics why well, i don't tell comics i just i if you know i stop complaining about the whole when people at like, hey, they apc PC. They PC. 'Cause that does it that's the op that's the game we jumped into. Our goal was to never worry about the PC thing because our goal is to go, all right, you gotta prove you're funny no matter what. Yeah. Right? And it's only offensive if it isn't funny.
0: That's the rules that we play with.
1: Yes, and then exactly. and then like
0: how you said, like there was people back then when everybody was having orgies in Greece and being like nobody mm-hmm. want to fuck me, so I'm about to come and shut this whole shit down. Exactly, and that's what's happening with with comedy. But you gotta,
1: but you gotta level up. You gotta, yeah. you kind of gotta level up. No, you gotta buckle remain, down and be gotta, like, but, this yeah. is what it is. But that's what I mean by level up and going. I gotta. I have to stay true. I can't run from it. You gotta stay true to who you are, but also be. I don't want to say mindful. I feel like there's a difference between being offensive and and actually saying some shit that people really never thought about. And they don't, a lot of audience members don't know the difference because they don't watch stand up anymore. They they get their shit through clips and tweets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But not every time a guy mentions a gay person is it a gay joke. Is it an attack? Or is it an attack? Yeah. But just because the but just because the thing Possesses a component doesn't mean that that's what that joke is about. Yeah. Like, uh, like, let's talk oh, like Namesh's joke. Do you ever have Namesh on? No,
0: no, no,
1: I haven't had it. Oh, Namesh did a joke about the gay Namesh, being gay is a choice.
0: Namesh Patel yeah. is a comedian and Uh, television writer and he if you google him you the article will show up where he was uh, asked to perform at a student organization event at columbia university and he tells his joke about basically it's if you um he said he used to have a gay black male neighbor who always criticized him and one morning he realized wow being gay really is a choice because if you were born black why would you choose to why would you choose to be? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being born gay isn't a choice. Because if you were black, why would you choose to add gay on top of that? Oh. Yeah,
1: exactly. And and, and, they, people, cut his and they cut and and his, his <laughs> mic off. But to me, I looked at that joke even more than just a joke about... Uh, homosexuality i looked at it more on the shit a lot of people are born the way they are like a lot of people who we may who may go against the norm and we go why are they acting like that why are they doing that it's like that may be a choice for them i mean that may not be a choice for them that may be actually how they are inside and that that joke to it's me was freedom. more about awareness and a lot of people just focused on the gay part of it yeah but that's what's i don't know but that's what we that's our gladiator pit. Right now, every every gender, every generation has to go through something for another uh generation of comedy to be born. Like uh alt was only born because there was a lot of comics who couldn't get past that comedy club. So they was like, fuck it I'm gonna make it hot. Now you're getting this this type of comic who's like, you know what, I need to be more vulnerable on stage and make that connection because that's the only way the joke out. is offended. That's yeah. the only way to stick out. It's like, oh, this motherfucker is really talking about some shit yeah. that's opening up.
0: Yep. I agree 100%. I uh, what I shared it? with Monroe this TED Talk.
1: That shit, that shit changed my mind. That shit about, taught me a lot.
0: About vulnerability. I listened to it four times. Google uh, TED Talks vulnerability. It's an older clip. It's a white woman. Her name is Brene Brown.
1: Brene Brown.
0: A uh, B R E N E Brown, um, and she is a researcher and sociologist, and uh, she talked about vulnerability. And it was interesting for me because I was sitting here late one night with my brother, and we were—he was helping me craft a um, a, a breakup text mm-hmm. with somebody that I had been seeing. Wasn't even a real breakup. I mean, I, I, what's what's the better way to call it?
1: Uh, that's I'll answer later.
0: What's a better way to call it? I, mean, I don't a, know like a yeah, dismissal not, like a dis- I'm bowing it's out more
1: of a, yeah it's more of a like yo let's not continue this yeah situation but like breaking up not bre- it like wasn't y'all a breakup some sort of no we union. weren't
0: uh, fine it wasn't a breakup but it's like it wasn't exclusive so no, how the fuck i was know that's what i'm saying but like i don't know what to listen you know i don't date like that so i don't know what to call it all right we just talked about giving people a grace period motherfucker can i get a grace period that's Is an nice. exit text a dismissal text i like
1: that yeah, yeah it was an exit it was a it okay. was a yeah an exit you in no way yeah. shape or
0: form did i feel like i was in a committed relationship with this person so please mm-hmm. don't think that i i'm trying to inflate the um validity of whatever was we dated for about two months so i was trying to craft I, at first i wasn't gonna craft yeah. the exit text i just was gonna block them but i was like no you know what I'm too old, you know, we're both grown as people, I need to give, I need for myself, and initially in my mind, before I watched the vulnerability thing, in my mind I was like, I'm gonna give him this reason so yeah. he knows, so he can maybe have some self-awareness moving forward, like yeah. this is me trying to help him be a better person, that was not selfish, that was my initial thought, right, and then I watched the clip and I was like no, that was for me, yeah I had to do that for I needed that like closure for myself, yeah because I don't like things to be open ended and I also wanted him to know what I did not like about my experience yeah with him for myself to, yeah. to acknowledge my feelings yeah and so um before I even really wrote before I sent the text out, uh, my brother and I had a conversation because I had helped him craft some exit texts basically he was like. I watched this vulnerability Ted talk a couple of years ago and it sh- helped him shape how he approaches people in, in different experiences. Yeah. And I watched it and then I crafted the exit text and I was in my mind, the version before I watched this clip was way different than what I ended up sending. Cause I felt like what I ended up sending was a true reflection of my feelings versus yeah. being like, you know, it's not me, it's, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But, I was like, no, let me be honest. So basically, uh, give them a little breakdown since you watched it four times. Just sum it up in like two sentences. And basically,
1: happiness comes from, the the way I took it was that true happiness comes from just uh, being vulnerable and allowing yourself experiences, really connecting with somebody. And the moment you hold on to shit that like you may think are insecurities, you're communicating with a guard up and you're blocking that experience that's how I took it yeah yeah and so to me that like changed my that even got me when I was like being high but then I'm like no but I apply it to my my marriage now and and stage Mm -hmm. I'll try that life but on stage I'm like all right let me if I tell you how I feel in the tone and I really feel it I'll get a genuine response and we can really rock out and move forward Mm -hmm. instead of me trying to put on this persona and which I think you're gonna like but even if you do like it I won't like it cause yes. it ain't me
0: and that is why I feel like a lot of times now I'm aware having watched this uh, TED talk yeah. that what I've perceived I would be envious of people who I felt were fearless yeah, and it's not fearless they're just vulnerable
1: yeah I that's
0: me. really all it is so you look at someone who like you know for example let's look at Jimi Hendrix yeah. Right, here's a black man who's killing it in rock and roll who has to play his guitar the opposite way because he's left handed but he couldn't afford a left handed guitar so he yeah. told himself on a right handed guitar he wears his frilly shirts and his scarves and his hats and he's just out there rocking out and you're like oh he's killing it he's yeah. fearless and he's just like no he. if you look at he's literally pouring his soul into his instrument yeah in talking through his guitar. Yeah. He wasn't even really a good singer, but, you know, he was able to convey all that emotion. Yeah. You know, like, if you haven't ever um, watched it, I really encourage you to watch uh, Jimi Hendrix's version of the Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock it's really good it's really really good and it was like a moment you know like it was like a watershed moment in like rock and roll and people hate it they thought he did a good job a terrible job because he just really played it he played it from his heart and i think a lot of times we see that i think a lot of times in like human civilization we we um we look at artists like visual artists yeah like oh they're so fearless so bold they put themselves out here look at it's picture they're completely naked look at this person you know like we, they you know we look at them like oh man i wish i could and yeah. but they're just like no i just really got something to say and this is but the that way. The,
1: but that then they still can be considered fearless because to be vulnerable takes a well no you're right because you can the still be fearful yes but
0: the the op the the, the pressure yeah. to get it out Oversees the fear of being critiqued. Yes, like that's like if I had a crush on you, yeah. I would have to just be like, it's not fearless that I'm like, oh wow, she's really telling him. She's fearless. Yeah. It's like no, no, no. She is making herself. She's opening herself up. Yeah, regardless of what I agree. Your responses.
1: I I agree. I think that's how a lot of people should push themselves. When I talk to well, like, like you know you, what I mean? you
0: just said early at the top of this that you sit in your head and come up with scenarios of critique. i to know shit. but
1: as i'm saying that now and i'm like that's only with tweeting and stuff that's with social media stuff when it comes to i i feel like i have more control over stand-up and i feel like stand-up is the place for mistakes uh when you watch any special no special is perfect it's just it's just the perfect encapsulation of who that person was. When we see Patrice. Yeah. Patrice's special wasn't perfect. Mm. It was it was just the perfect way to see him. Yeah. Because if you hold it next to something, you can't judge those two things. But
0: also that's interesting because like when you look at Richard Pryor's specials
1: They were low budget, but they were, they were low fucking... budget,
0: but they weren't but they weren't necessarily a laugh every, you know, statistical every with fifteen seconds. That's a rule we created. I know for measurement. Yeah, but. But the reason why you're so connected to his specials is because whenever he gets on that stage, you have a very clear understanding of every facet of his mind. Yeah. Of the asshole in him, the yeah. vulnerable person in him, the abuser, yeah. the addict. He poured it all out because yeah. he was vulnerable because he didn't give a fuck about how you perceived it. It yeah. was more important for him to say what, what he had to say for himself. Yeah. And I think... Because I've always kind of operated from a very selfless selfless place, Mm -hmm. when I did convey emotion, it was more it was me trying to be critical of the other person versus saying how I felt. Mm. So like when you and I live together, I would say, you know, you do this and you do that and you shouldn't do that versus being like, I really prefer I like when you do take care of X, Y, and Z. It helps me out. Yeah. Instead of being like, You don't ever take the garbage out. It's like yeah. Maro, I really appreciate it when you take the garbage out because it it, gives it makes me, the job easier. Yeah, it makes the job yeah. easier for me. You know, instead of me just being critical of you instead of saying, I'm 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 upset by your actions yeah. and it affects me in this way. So if because also I think people would hear you better if you say, Your actions are affecting me this way and I don't like the way I feel you would be, have more compassion be like, well, I don't want you to feel that way. Yeah. Versus being like, who the fuck One you telling me to take? One becomes a duty.
1: One is a command. Yeah. Nobody ever likes to be commanded. You know me. I mm-hmm. don't like to be told what to do. But if you make me aware of it, then I'm like, all right, cool. But the moment you tell me what to do, my brain is just like, well, fuck that. Yeah. But yeah, to, I'm more on social media. I, it's a control thing. I just feel like I have no control. But on stage, I'm like, yeah, even if the joke doesn't go good, I know that I can go back up there later and figure it out. But with tweets, people just and,
0: people can take and it out of context. Tweets are too
1: permanent now.
0: Tweets are too permanent, but I also it you also have to figure out what your I hate to say it like this. What is your social media identity going to be? I don't know. And, I don't even know. And but but I mean, I hate to make it like this but when you look at the white male comics who thrive on twitter it's all jokes
1: yeah but i don't that's not who i am i understand
0: that i'm I'm like i'm trying
1: to i'm trying to like shed those wings not those wings shed that cocoon and just not do what everybody does because those people are out there already i know
0: so then that means you should talk about the things that you care about Mm. just like how you approach the stand up talk about the things that you care about and if you can make it funny make it funny if not Man, don't you know man. i mean i haven't tweeted anything since i uh cleaned my timeline up but i'm also trying not to get in my head and make sure that this first tweet is you know so prophetic because people don't care
1: yeah it'll be easier for me to tweet if i'm watching something off if i'm a part of something just to be tweeting in general it's like man i can probably just write that and think about that and then try to say it on stage or not. yeah
0: i'm also really not a funny person out of context I'm not. Yeah, um, I, I mean, like I'm talking about like a for gift me. Of,
1: yeah, no, same. Yeah, I if I like, there's some people who can just. Reggie is a perfect out of context guy. Reggie if Conquest. you see, yeah, Reggie Conquest. If you can hear, if you just heard Reggie say something, you'll be like, what? Yeah, and then you're tuned in. But, like, if I heard you say a lot of things that may come off mean, but that's only because they're heard out of context. You didn't yeah. hear what was said before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And the same thing. I may come off like, yo, you, that was fucking dark. And I was like, no, but you didn't hear what the initial yeah. thing was. Yeah, Man.
0: that's
1: true. So I got to pee real quick.
0: Uh, well, we might as well just wrap it up because okay. we had an hour. Um, All
1: right. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got to start de- getting out.
0: So, um... <sighs> I have to end. The, I mean, I know we haven't talked about a social media post, but I have to at least end the podcast with the same format. Uh, Monroe Martin, what makes you a social misfit? The
1: thing that makes me a social misfit is that I take it too. I probably take it serious, more serious than it is, and I don't do it at all. I'm more comfortable with talking into the like camera than the writing something.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, also, when I say social misfit, I mean like in life, not just literally like social media, but like what <laughs> makes you a social misfit?
1: I think what makes me a social misfit is what I said earlier. I think I, what I said at the dinner with Neil, I was like, you know, it was fucked up. I'm blessed with the, the, understand. I can't, I think I can understand pretty much anybody. I can understand like any group or what they're going through. I have a huge amount of empathy, but I am terrible at conveying it to people who may not understand. Mm -hmm. I am terrible at going, I am good at going, I get exactly what you're saying. And if somebody was like, yo, so explain that to me. I am terrible at doing it. So you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I understand, like I understand everybody's struggle. But if you ask me to explain another person's struggle, I couldn't. Mm. So I'm terrible at communicating. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a social misfit. I mean thing.
0: that's yeah, we can come back for a part two of why you're terrible at communicating because we didn't d- dive into any of your like background at all.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well but, now part two. Part two
0: coming soon. Man. Uh and where can people find you and follow you on social media? yo I don't, have to do
1: social, I don't fucking do shit. Um, you can follow me on Twitter or you'll see something every two months. Uh I'm more active on uh I'm more active on my Instagram. Cause I like posting pictures of like my wife, my cat, my friends. If I have a stupid thought, I'll say it into the the what call into story. the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you really want to see me and at least get some sort of peek into who I am, I would say follow me on Instagram okay. at Monroe Martin Put the
0: third. Yes. Um, and myself, ChloeHilliard.com. And Chloe underscore Hilliard on Twitter and Instagram. I will be tweeting. Um, I will be relaunching like all my social media right around the Ooh, time that she this ain't fucking around right around the time this podcast drops. And you know, keep in mind, my book is titled "Fuck Your Diet." You're gonna be hearing me uh, plug it a lot over mm-hmm. the next couple months because it comes out in September. Mm-hmm. Please remember to join my mailing list because now. I have a book tour to plan. So that means I will be using my plan, (laughs) using my mailing list to give all of you wonderful uh, listeners and your friends of friends, you know, get more people to listen to get discounts and like giveaways and all that type of stuff for the book. Cause I have great ideas that I want to like, you know, share with everybody. So join the mailing list. Cause I will actually start using this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But above all, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that I've uh, finished my first book. Um, maybe I'll do like a little episode Just about like a mini, mini podcast about that About yeah. my experience with writing And discipline and all that stuff And um, if not If you don't want to hear about that But you want to see me perform Go to chloehillier.com Look at my calendar I'm going to be around the city And I'm going to be in Vegas mm. February 11th through the 17th mm-hmm. At the Rio Comedy Cellar Comedy Club Comedy Cellar at the Rio Hotel and then I'll be in Aruba in March Performing at the Marriott Resort so.
1: Getting that money Getting that
0: free vacation. free vacation Thanks guys for listening Thank you Monroe for being here